Hi, welcome to episode three of Tina Chat with Harry and Pat. Tina Chat with Harry and Zara. It's just forever going to be known as Tina Chat with Harry and Pat. I mean, I guess the more you say it, the more it's. You know what? It, it, it doesn't. As long as people listen, that's, <laughs> they can call it what they like. That anyway. thing I put on in the background while I'm doing the washing, no one ever, I don't know. <laughs> I know. We must add in this episode if you hear any noises, it's our neighbour's grandson. Bless him. Bless him. He's playing out in the garden. Which is fair enough. And we've got. It's probably what we should be doing. Playing out in the garden? Well, yeah. No. Well, how old are you? Five. <laughs> Twenty-seven. I can still play out in the garden if I want to. Well, you can go join them once we're done recording. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, we're only no. now realising how good our um, microphone is. It's either that or how loud he is. I don't think he's loud though. To be no, fair, no, don't normally hear him. To be fair, just as soon as we hit record, we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like we wouldn't if we didn't have headphones on and we weren't sat recording stuff. We wouldn't really be Mm-mm. aware of it. Anyway, we digress. Life's for having fun, Life and he's having fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we'll leave him be. Carry on. Anyway, what are we chatting about today, Harry? Um, so episode three, we're going to talk about: Do you need to be in London? Is London the place that you need to be as a performer, as a graduate? Um, is it the be all and end all the epicenter whatever you want to call it and I guess just advice for moving city moving there moving yeah. out of there yeah because we've done that a few times haven't we yes yes we have um cool so I mean let's just start it off with the fact that I mean we've said previously already I think that we have lived in London and we said it just now and we've moved away yeah so let's start off by when did you move to London, Harry? Uh, I've been in and out of London a couple of times. I first moved to London uh, at the end of the summer after I graduated in 20, 2018. Wow, that was that feels like a long time ago. You old. <laughs> it's not that long ago, but it just it isn't. I think she moved you know? a year after you, and I'm thinking you're so old. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, so you moved in what September? Summer well. 2019. Summer 2019. Like June, July. Oh, okay. Cool. So I'd have been there for what, 10, 10, 11 months before you turned up. Um, but spoiler alert, our, our paths didn't cross for like another three years. Is that a lie? 2019, no, 2021, 20, 22. 21, yeah. 21. End of 2021. It's craziness. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then moved out with covid as i think many people probably did not that everybody did but not me no i did um and then over time ended up in hertfordshire which is obviously just outside north london and then back into london in november of 2021 through to april of 2023 so 18 so on and off you were there for about five years yeah, I, yeah, and collectively it would be shorter than obviously five years, but mm. yeah. And I guess in and around, I was there. As, like I moved the year after because I graduated the year after because I'm young, and then I I left to do a few like 
I would leave for like a month or two to go do a contract and then come back. And I went home for a couple of months when COVID first happened, but I mm. kept paying my rent, which we will get into all that fun stuff. Mm. Um, and then obviously moved out with Harry just this year. Yeah, not too long ago. Not too long ago at all. So how we sort of lane loan. Um, how this podcast is going to work is we've sort of made a bit of a pros and cons list of London um, and we'll get into all our feelings about it all. I guess the the point of this podcast is, it de- I don't know what it was like for you, but it was definitely top for me. You have, if you're serious about wanting to be a dancer or a performer or whatever, you need to move down to London. That's where you need to be. That's where everything's happening. That's where all your auditions are. That's like, if you want to take it seriously, that's where you move to. Yeah, I I think it's similar for for me training as an actor as well. Uh, it's kind of the thing is, I guess it's not in a sense. It's not there's elements of truth in yeah. in that statement or well, or I, mm, meaning. Um, sort of. Sort of. Like you say, I think we'll we'll get into pros and cons and this that and whatever mm. but it is definitely made to be this is the place 100 you know, percent. this is where you've got to be unless of course you go into the states which is I know, territory i have n- have no understanding of no, I've, I've never been to the states in in a creative capacity only on holiday <laughs> yeah i mean we'll chat through all the pros and cons now but i think it's important to note at this point that we as performers believe you don't need to be there but mm. there is pros of being there. Um Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's um good things and bad things. So let's just so let's with just that, yeah, yes. move on to that. Do you want to talk through the pros or talk through the cons? Yeah, I'll be the positive Polly today. There you go. So a big pro of London and obviously why so many performers and everything go down there it it is a hub of creativity it is where there is an abundance of classes especially for dancers i don't know how you feel about acting oh yeah, classes, no, it's, it's, so yeah. Much. yeah 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 absolutely well and, and, and again as a dancer 99 percent of your auditions are going to be in london um maybe that's not true 95 but a lot of them they're going to do a london call somewhere um so for that reason alone, you can keep training, you can keep going to class, you can go to auditions. Like the, I, I have done both. I have travelled for auditions from Scotland on the night bus, which is an experience, let me tell you that. Dedication. <laughs> for me, being in London at that time was better because it meant I could get up, wake up in my own house, get ready in my own house, not get ready on a bus and or train station bathroom at the other end you know and if I got cut or if I got to the end or whatever happened I could go home after I didn't have to wait around for the next night bus or the next train or do you know what yeah. I mean I wasn't I didn't have any extra worries in that sense um, I can relate to that I think as well when I just sort of had just coming to the end of like my third year graduating kind of time mm. having trained in the Midlands as well should we maybe sort of say where we trained? Would that sort of help but aid the story? Yes, that? okay. Um, so where did you train? I trained in Edinburgh in Scotland. Cool. Are you going to mention where or you'd rather not? Mm, yeah, why not? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a place... Well... well. 
You don't have to mention it if you don't want to. It's no, it doesn't just, really matter. I don't know what I'll say about it in the future, so... I don't know. It's a place called the MG Academy of Performing Arts. I'll just, there we go. Everyone has their own experience of places. You know? Yeah. Whatever, whatever people say and do, is every experience yeah. and journey is, you know, part of that individual journey and not necessarily a, a sole reflection of a certain establishment. Let's yeah. just put that out there. It wasn't all bad, but we'll get into that later. Anyway, you go. <laughs> I, also, though, on that, I feel like sometimes when you go to train... It's almost like staple that you come out and think, oh, God, yeah, training was awful. It's just, you have to think that as a performer. It's like a <laughs> rite of passage. My training, maybe it's a fallback. My training wasn't awful. I need to throw that in there. I I came out 100% a better dancer than I was. Yeah, I loved my training as well. I just think there's an element of, like, wherever you train, London, Manchester, Bristol, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Bulgaria. Wales, whatever, there's always going to be people who come out and go, oh, yeah, the training was awful. But I think maybe that lends, as I say, is it, it's just a reason to be, oh, just in case it doesn't go how I expect it to go. It's a train. I don't know. I think I some people use that phrase. there's a podcast in this. <laughs> there is. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll get back on track in a minute. But I think there's a difference between your training being awful and your experience there not being the best. Like, I, you can have, I'm sure there's schools out there who do not give you good training and do not prepare you for life in the industry I believe my training definitely did do that but there was other factors of being there that made it hard mm. well there's so much isn't there there's there's the training as the training and then you've got the people you're training with the life exactly. outside of the training do you have like a part-time job are you living at home are you living away are you living with other people all the, all the other life stuff that also contributes to that yeah. journey anyway that was a tangent. That, that is was another podcast. A bit of a tangent. We're talking about the hub of creativity. You trained yeah. in the Midlands and yeah. you travelled. Yeah, I used to. So you were saying that you used to come down on the night bus sometimes mm. for auditions, and you knew it was you like was it you like it liked that feeling of being able to go back to home to Edinburgh after it's done. You didn't have to sort of. No, no, I didn't saying? like that. I, oh, you I, didn't like that. I Sorry. liked that when I moved to London, I didn't have to do a bloody nine hour journey back home I didn't have to that makes more sense <laughs> I didn't I could go like say for example which happened a lot I went to an audition got cut for a second round if I had got the night bus there that audition had been at 9am and I was done at 10am and my night bus wasn't until 11pm at night and I just had to wander around London with nothing to do yeah that's it's, a lot it is a lot yeah I think similarly from training in the Midlands so I trained in Birmingham at well, when I went there, it was Birmingham School of Acting. When I graduated, as the Royal Birmingham Conservatoire. Um, Posh. <laughs> yeah, sounds great, doesn't it? Um, but even, you know, that's a significantly closer distance than Edinburgh. But mm. it still would take the whole day. You'd have, you know, if you were going down for an audition from there, you'd have to get down there, go to your audition, da, 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 even if it was a quick um, yeah. commercial casting in and out. And then you come back. It's a big chunk of your day that has been taken up by... And as well, when I was in Edinburgh, I don't know if you were as well when you were in Midlands in addition, I was working as well and I was I was training and I was still doing all this stuff that meant if I said, like, it's, you'll know, you get cast in super last minute sometimes. Mm. You have to not only, like, book your travel, probably pay quite a bit of money if it's last minute, like work out how you're going to get there blah 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 
but you've also got to then get it off work you know and like yeah whereas I think which we'll go into another pro being in London is that's a bit easier to do anyway yeah I guess our point for sorry I'm just chatting but I guess our point for this one is the the pro of it is being in London you just it's everything's more accessible to that hub of creativity where everything is yeah central to it all yeah yeah anything else to say on that one because I sort of don't let you talk no, I don't think so. I think, yeah, it's, it is, yeah, a hub of creativity. Everything's on your doorstep, mm. essentially. You don't need to black out a whole day or whatever yeah. to make a trip to a workshop or whatever. You work it into your life rather exactly. than having it take a chunk of time. Yeah. Okay, so, next thing. Well, I guess along with that, which is it's just a big point, but... Because you're in there and you're meeting so many people and you're, and that goes from like just meeting people in class that you'll make friends with because you've got mutual interests and connections or meeting casting directors and like they'll do casting directors and like choreographers and whoever will do like workshops in London that you can go to or just one-off classes at base or like there's so much there that is good for networking and networking as you know is such a huge part of the industry so it's, it just, there's a lot of who you know and I think being there does help with that. That'll be another podcast as well, isn't it? Networking and Networking, stuff. yeah, maybe soon. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. But yeah, so, so far, because this has been a higgledy-piggledy, it's been pro for hubber creativity, additions and like your schedule and stuff for classes, for networking. And another pro, moving on, is you are in the West End, which is not only good because you can just walk down the road and maybe not walk down the road, but you can go see a show whenever you want to, you know, and I think that's... There's just endless amounts of... Yeah, so much. Theatre, isn't there? You, you just, it's everywhere. You walk around the corner, there's something else. Yeah, it's so good to be in that atmosphere and it's good to be inspired however i say this and i put this down as a pro how many shows did you go see in the west end a few oh did you yeah i don't really i've maybe seen like four but still there's four you might not have seen had you been somewhere yeah, but else i've been there four years and i've seen four i probably that's on me i probably should have taken that opportunity but i think as more. well like we we worked we were working yeah in a theater uh, you know when we were working as front of house staff yeah. when we met and if you're working full time there and that's six six days a week yeah sometimes you don't necessarily want to go on your day off to the theater that's true so just all... just so people understand if you haven't listened or um, i think we said this in another podcast but yeah. we we worked in a west end theater together well you worked in one before didn't you i did yeah and then you moved to mine um and the schedule for that like the front of house jobs are very popular among performers because the schedule for that tends to be evening shows there's a couple of matinees but it works really well with additions and because it is primarily performers that do those jobs management tend to be pretty understanding about additions and it's like easy to swap and change around you know so um yeah I guess that's another pro of being there is like like our front of house team when we worked at this boy was what 95% performers 
Oh yeah, easily. You know? easily. So again, it's great for networking. It's great for your scheduling. It's great for, which is something you don't have if you, well, you maybe won't have if you weren't to live there. You know. Yeah, completely. But then alongside that, which gets into the next point, does it not? There's um, that means you're going to meet loads of people of a similar. I mean, you'll you'll make new friends through that. You'll you'll meet people who are creatively inspired Mm. in the same way you are. Who can you know, you can chat to and relate to and fall back on and you know, oh, I'm struggling with. I haven't got a song for this audition or whatever. Oh, can I have a look through your radio? Sure, you know what I mean. Like there's yeah, we've met some amazing people to front of us. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, so that was the next point. And then I guess the last thing we've got written down really is it's it's fun. It can be fun. It's, there's lots to do. It's it's a very busy city. And once you get used to, um, you know, walking at a certain pace and keeping up <laughs> with the Londoners, if you're not from that sort of area, it's fun. There's so much to do. Like, even out with being a performer, you know, just being a human and finding, like, those those breaks in between all like in between all your additions and whatever there's so much to do there's so much fun to be had there god absolutely um, it's it's a, a city full of opportunities and yeah. experiences and it's, i mean it's a huge tourist city isn't it which you know when tourists are happy to come to a place i think that says enough doesn't yeah. it that there's going to be stuff to do i think it's important to say that we we both well now we are so glad we've moved out of london and by the by our end point there we wanted to leave we both have enjoyed being there it was both a time in our life where we loved being there absolutely it was as as such i would for me i would say to anyone regardless of whether you're a performer or a whatever if you're looking to move to london do it live in london for a period of time or as long as you like you know what have you got to lose except a lot of money (laughs) <laughs> it depends how much money you earn. That's true. <laughs> you know, if, uh, we're going to come on to the cons of London in a minute, and that may be the first point. But London is absolutely worth living in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't regret moving there at all. No, no, neither do I. Um, it was very good to both mm-hmm. of us at a certain point uh, in our journeys as individuals. One another thing I'll add, actually, which is not written down, is. Because it is, which is so expensive, which we're going to get onto just now in the cons, but because it is really expensive, most people when they move to London will join like a house share of like other performers or whatever. And that's another great way to meet people. Like I, when I first moved to London, I moved in with four strangers I didn't know, you know? And I think that, and there were actors or dancers or, you know what I mean? And it's mm. just, you're sort of forced into, in a good way, Character building. Yeah. 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 I think that's a fair point. You could that, yeah. Expanding. You're just expanding your network. Yeah. Aren't you? Again, networking. Definitely a podcast coming (laughs) soon. (laughs) Okay. So let's move on to some of the cons. Take it away, Harry. I think it's also, before I go into this, I think it's, we should again reiterate that these are, based off our experiences mm. as a, as individuals and collectively. You know, you could chat to somebody else 
who's like, no, you've got London's amazing, you got yeah. to be. Or somebody else who's like, no, I was born in London, whatever, and now I just need to get out. Do you, there, yeah. There'll be so everyone's got their own story, their own feelings. Yeah. These are ours, and if they relate to you, then great. If yeah. they speak to you in some way later down the line, then great. If not, yeah. then that's cool. Because everyone's situations are different as well. Like, if you don't want to go to... 50 cruise ship editions a month then maybe you don't have the same reason to be in London or you don't maybe there's not the right classes for you there that you want to do or maybe you you won the lottery and you you can live in like this amazing penthouse your your experience is obviously going to be different Mm. to someone else you know so just take what you want from this I guess absolutely okay so moving on to cons so one that we may have may have mentioned is that it's quite expensive it is quite expensive to live in London. Um, you, I mean, as an example, we've moved up here to the northeast of England and we are probably, I think it's fair to say, we now, for the place we're in, so we are currently in a little two-bed mm. house, two beds, it's got two bathrooms. We don't garden. Have to sh- share. Yeah, it's got a garden. Got, yeah, a parking space for a car. Like we are paying together what one of us probably would have paid for for a bedroom yeah. in London. Yeah. So we've essentially halved our costs and more than doubled what we are living yeah. in. Yeah, hundred percent. Um now again, like if you uh, lucky enough and fortunate to have, enough to have loads of money you can live somewhere you know on your own or with it, whoever you want uh money is of no objects then that is amazing brilliant not necessarily the reality for a lot of people um and that can be quite tough you know when it comes to mm. you may not be able to live with the people you want to live with you may have to live a bit further out than you want to in a smaller room than you want to if that works for you, then that that will be, you know, that's not a sacrifice because yeah. you're happy to do that. If it's something that you care a bit more about, you, you know, you'd like a space to recharge in or whatever, whatever the case may be, like I think money might come into it a bit. And not only that, the cost, just the cost of living. It's so you know, much. We, what was it? We Just before we left not long ago, I think it was February time, we were living in London. Mm. We'd come back from I think we went back to celebrate my mum's birth, was it my mum's birth? like an early birthday surprise or whatever it was we went back to the Midlands and we went out for dinner with my family oh, and yeah. my dad bought us a drink so it was you me and him he bought us all some beer and when he paid for it you were like what how much and it was just but to be fair though see this is what goes into so much because I'm from Edinburgh our prices in Edinburgh aren't too dissimilar to London. So coming to then the Midlands, where it was like nice. yeah. two pound for a pint of beer. It's just, yeah, it was like we we were outside of a city. Yeah, yeah. So it was a ball a bit. It's a cheap. Is the cost of living is mm. cheaper? I mean, even Edinburgh is probably similar to London, maybe a, a little a tiny bit, bit less, but, but not by much. Yeah, but I think that's capital cities as well. Yeah, but then saying that, I reckon it'd be similar in any city but i think perhaps london and edinburgh london. are probably the yeah the i top, agree the top places that are going to cost a lot of money and it's going to you know 
everything everything costs in life. But. Yeah. I think on that, just thinking about the houses and stuff and what you were saying about the rooms, again, it's so individual because right now in this stage of life we're at, we we wanted more than a room to be in. We wanted our own space and we wanted, you know, like we didn't want to share a house with another yeah. five people. But when I first moved to London, that was absolutely not a problem for me. Like I had no problem having a shared kitchen and I liked living with my friends. And do you know what I mean? Like it's, Yeah, yeah. I've lived with friends, I've lived with strangers. And it's it works, it does work. It's not, mm. yeah, you can, I mean... It's in a sense, it's just about a switch up from family, families who you live with, to like yeah. a new a new version of that. We've all lived with other people. Yeah, it's just about adapting to the nuances of the new people and them to you and whatever else, and you'll find what works and what doesn't. Some might be it might be a better living situation. You True. never know. Um, I think also if you're gonna go on like a night out or something, that again goes back into like my dad buying us beer thing, like. It's expensive. So expensive it's expensive. Going, going out for a meal can be expensive. Going out to do things is expensive. It is. It, it's a lot. Like, so you've got all these things on your front doorstep, but you've got to pay for it. You, yeah. Not. I mean, some things would be better than others, I'm sure. You know, again, if you know people who can get you into a show for free, brilliant. If okay, there's, networking. If there's, um, <laughs> you know, an experience that even not even necessarily performing related that you can go like the sky garden is free yeah we've been the restaurant there. isn't free but you can go up to the sky garden that's free yeah they thought your name was james there that was funny they did it's not <laughs> um but there yeah so it, i think just if you're looking to move to london if you're there you'll already know but let's give them like a so for example right you're well, what's an average rent in london would you say so we lived well, I, I, we, we sort of lived all over the place. At the end, we both lived South East London, and we were both yeah. paying about six fifty a month, including bills. Is that right? Yeah, somewhere between six fifty seven hundred, I think. Yeah, and that's pretty good going for the rooms we had, the houses we were in. Like, yeah, that's pretty average. They were they were nice as well. I think that's important yeah. to say they were they were for us they were good places yeah definitely because there's also that's the other thing you could spend a lot of money on somewhere that really isn't, isn't good right. and people mm. could charge crazy amounts for stuff that is not nice because they can and yeah. people will you know pay it so so yeah you've got that and then i'm, I'm just giving them a breakdown of what your expenses might look like if you mm-hmm. move to london because i think it's important to know yeah, roughly yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. budgeting for so about 700 a month is average you can go right up to like Oh, like you thousands, like absolutely, yeah, like a lot of money, a lot of money. But for like a four or five bed flat share house share, like seven hundred a month, and then you've got your traveling expenses on top of that, which I I think is next to your rent is your next biggest expense, I'd say, because. Well, well, you're going to probably be using public transport yeah. a lot. The thing is, if you live near a central where you don't have to use public transport so much or tubes or whatever, you, your rent's going to be more. So they sort I mean, of you can cycle. So a lot yeah. of it's meant to be a lot of good cycling. Not that I've cycled in London, but it's meant to be yeah. quite good for cycling. So That'd be cheaper. Although weather, if the weather's rubbish and you don't fancy it, then you'll yeah. probably be on the train or the bus. Yeah. So we got like two trains every day i'd say pretty much on average yeah 
Mm. One to work, one back, and then sometimes we do something on our day or, off. Or a bus as well, usually. Or a bus, yeah. So we, we were definitely on transport, I would say, like 14 times a week, roughly, you think? Minimum, I'd say. Yeah. And we we had our Oyster cards, we connected our real cards, which is a little trick for all those people who don't know London, connect your real card because you get discount. Um, it's worth it. But we would spend, what, maybe £40 a week? Yeah. If not, a bit more. Is it about 40 about 40 wow. and that's if we weren't doing anything extra like that's <laughs> that's just a normal week you know if there was extra weeks where we wanted to go see someone or we wanted to travel a bit further or mm. you know what I mean that was but then I think it's also to put that in the context of it this then can relate to the job you have as well yeah, so true. working in front of house you get paid on average your shift what 30 between 30 and 40 pounds between 30 and 40 pounds mm. so if you think of it you're working seven, seven, eight shifts a week mm-hmm one of those shifts is paying for that week's worth of travel. You then, obviously, so... That's, do you know what I mean? You, yeah. If you look at it, and that's another way of looking at it. It's, it's um, You could work your shift, say, on a Monday night. Yeah. And be like, okay, well, that's my travel end for the week. And as well, we're doing that as a perspective of we had to get a tube or a train or a bus into work, but you can work in a cafe and walk there, you know? Yeah, the you don't need to work to central. That. You didn't so, work more yeah. locally to you. We could have worked in... Uh, southeast, I suppose, if we wanted to. And that probably would have saved us a lot of money. So, again, right, you've just got to do what's right for you. Um, and then, obviously, on top of that, you've got your food expenses, you've got your class expenses, which is something I really took for granted training. Like, not paying, obviously, you pay for your training, but like now it's 10, 11, 12, 15 pounds a class. You can only afford to do so many a week, you know? Well, it's different things as well, isn't it? I mean, you. If you're a performer, you're probably going to have spotlight or mm. something. It's another expense. Equity, if you pay for equity. That's not London expense, though. No, these no, but these are all things that you're going to have to pay for on top of your... Yeah, true. You know what I mean? True, wherever true. you are, if you're in London, if you're in Manchester, if you're mm. in Edinburgh, Birmingham, wherever, that's going to be something that you're going to... If you're pursuing a career as a performer, you're more than likely going to be a part of that. Yeah. And like you say, the classes are important. Um, the Actors' Centre was something I was a part of, I Unless it's changed, I feel like I, at one point, used to pay to be a member of the Actors' Centre, but then you'd also pay for the classes uh-huh. on top of that if you wanted to do this particular workshop or whatever. So, you know, that's a, a double the expense. Obviously, you can put these things down as expenses. Expenses. Tax return. Um, Absolutely do that. Like those, you know, night bus things, if you'd got... Absolutely. You, know, you can put those down. That's an important thing to add, though, because you, you do have to think as well which is another reason why I moved to London in the first place because I was spending a lot of money traveling anyway not quite as much as I spend living in London I do think living in London is more expensive than traveling Mm. however it like if you I was spending so much money anyway it's a bit more to like have that calmness on an audition day or like be able to go to extra classes you know it goes like, into mindset i think that then, yeah isn't it, you know um have you got anything else you want to add or? no we're really rambling aren't we well it's it's, it's <laughs> chat isn't it tea in a chat although neither of us have tea we have water although i'm running out yeah so i might have to get a refill but anyway so move we're going to move on we've been speaking about traveling traveling is the next point yeah now at the moment in the current 
climate, there are an awful lot of train strikes. I read last night that there was going to be nearly a week's worth of tube strikes. Now, that's not going to do much good for a lot of people. The um, strike days in London are the worst days in London. It's awful. They... I just want to put it out there. The tube and the transport system as a whole, I feel, is actually pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it is. It's really very, good. It is a good system. It's very easy when to it get works. around. When it works is when it's good. When the strikes on, which, you know, the, I mean, obviously there's going to be all sorts of different strikes in London because it's London and that's where Parliament mm. and everything is, whatever. But if there's transport strikes, that can be very difficult. I mean, everyone will end up doing the same thing. If you if, if it's tubes, for example, more people are going to get on the buses. You could be waiting at a bus stop and watch two buses full of people go past because they can't any more people on. I mean, I've experienced that once or twice. I mean, that can happen on a night out when there's no strikes. Oh, it's horrendous. So it, that's another thing to consider if you're on a night out. I remember one... I don't know if you remember this, right? But one time I was going to an audition. I'd just come back... I'd been home, I think, and I'd just come back oh, to London. Say, this yeah. is, like, just when strikes had started happening. It might have been the very first one or, like, the very first one I had experienced where, like, the transport was affected so much. Um... And I came back to London, I got up so early because I knew it was going to take me so much longer <clears throat> to get to Pineapple. And just to explain, on a normal day, I could get to Pineapple in half an hour on a tube. Like, it, it was not a hard journey to do. Because there was no tubes, I went up to get a bus. But you just, on strike days, how hard is it to get a bus? Like, mm-hmm. the, the, I can't explain it, and if you've not experienced it, it would seem like I'm lying, but... the. The bus stops will be crowded of like 100, 200 people, just crowded. You know what it reminds me of a little bit is when, you remember at the very, just before we had lockdowns and COVID and people were going for toilet roll and stuff like yeah. that. It's a little bit. <laughs> that kind of energy. Yeah, like that. Well, yeah, I went to go get the bus that morning. I waited there for like 20 minutes. Wasn't it raining as it well? Was pissing it down with rain. Like it was so, <laughs> such heavy rain. And obviously I've got a red lip on curled my hair and ready for the audition I was not happy I waited there for ages and buses kept coming because they were so full and there was like 200 of us at this bus stop they weren't even stopping they were just going right past so in the end I had to get like a random overground train that was still running which was like I squeezed myself onto this train right Mm. to um, Liverpool Street right Yeah. and then walk an hour from Liverpool Street to the edition, and I just made it with minutes to spare. Thank God I left as early as I did, but I couldn't get on another bus. I couldn't get on. There was no other trains or overgrounds or anything that were going to take me remotely close. I had to, and it took me like bloody three hours to get to that edition. So I always day. have a plan B, C, D, <laughs> D and E through to Z, and then start alone. again. <laughs> because anyway, the, like I say, that that's that's not like a. A super regular London thing, but it's happening more and more often. It strikes at the moment are obviously, you know, still ongoing. Mm. However, it's not like something can happen and you can be stuck on a train. Mm. Something can happen before you're about to leave, and then all of a sudden that whole line's shut down. You know, life happens, and just just be prepared that something could affect your travel. If you're going by public transport, I mean, it can happen anyway, wherever you are. But yeah. I think in London, the 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 back, the fallback is a bit more significant because there's yeah, more people it? and there's more. There's so just much. more happening. 
Um, and if you're a driver, um, there's just no point. <laughs> I said if you could drive your, your yeah. own car. If you think, or especially on a strength day, you know? Like if you're like, oh, just drive to work that one day. I, I had a car the second time I came to London, right? And I didn't use it, and which in itself, I sold it in the end because it was just sitting there. I was paying money for nothing. Um, when I say that, I mean the way of insurance and tax yeah. that I didn't need to pay. Um, but if you are to drive in London, even in your own car, you've got potentially low emissions mm. to pay, uh, depending on your car. You've got uh, congestion charge mm-hmm. if you're driving in central. Like, it depends if whereabouts you're driving in London. Yeah. But I guess I think both those things separately are what, fifteen pounds a day. So it's thirty pounds on just driving your car on top of your petrol insurance, whatever. It's so crazy. that's why public transport is much more realistic. But yeah, just be just yeah, traveling. Something to be I aware think of. If you live there, the longer you live there, the more you'll be get used like, to it. Yeah. yeah, get used to it. Get you'll be prepared. You'll know what to expect. You leave yourself enough time to get to places. Mm. But it is a little inconvenient um, when it happens. Okay, so the next point is competition. Uh, so in the way of performers, there is a lot of intense competition. If yeah. it, every, you know, if you think about the amount of people in all different walks of uh, graduation, in all mm. the different uh, dance colleges, drama schools, MT courses, whatever, there's so many people coming out into the industry every single year. Um, so much, yeah. and a lot of them will come to London but a lot of them will already be in London and this isn't just like your three year courses there's more than that, you've got one year courses two year courses, people will do a foundation and then and go into people to work people that don't even exactly. need to they're be, just so good already there's no set avenue to doing this to doing anything um, so the incomp- the, the incomp- what was that what I <laughs> the competition is intense and I think that can sometimes play on your mental state, you know. 100%. If, for example, like we were, we were working in front of house, you could be in and around. But I'd say someone's quite negative about stuff. That can be like, that's like that can be a lot. Mm. Or if there's someone who's getting auditions right, left, and center, and you're still compare yourself, waiting. Like yeah. it's it's intense. There's a lot going on. There's a lot happening quickly. Um, so Which again, I do think would happen regardless of where you are. Just not as much it's quite intense in yeah London. you wouldn't necessarily be in it if you weren't in it you'd yeah. still be affected by it in some regard but not necessarily in the same way if you're not living in the yeah. area it sort of primarily comes from it's a lot yeah um which some people might find that a good thing some people might you know thrive on intense competition mm. but i would personally say it's, it can you know with a balance of earning enough money to live in london trying to strive for a career in performing arts and you know, mm. balance your lifestyle as well. It, it can it can sometimes be an extra layer, which is a bit like, like you know what, that's just a, that's a bit much for yeah. me. For, I think for my character, at least, it, it, it can be. Um, the Oh, that leads on next, nicely to the next thing, which was about work, extra work, life, flexibility and balance. So, like... It's, it is like trying to balance all these things so afford you know having a job where you get enough money to pay for your expensive room or flat or whatever 
but not working so much. But not working so much. And <laughs> you, you can't go to the auditions that you've come to London to do. So your classes, and then, you know, for example, let's, I, we're going to keep probably relay, relaying the fact that we worked for an Apasana Theatre because a lot of performers do, not that everybody does, but we did. And in in that instance, most of your work is in the evenings, cause, mm-hmm. which is a bit antisocial for if you want a bit more of a social life. However good if you want to go to those classes auditions whatever because you can go to them in the day still yeah. work in the evening still pay for stuff those can obviously be long days because for me i see that as working you may be paying to go to a class or you may be taking time out of your day to go to an audition it's still working though. that's that's work so you could you could effectively you know someone works a nine to five comes home at six seven whatever as a performer you could get up at nine and get home about half ten yeah. Like do a 13 hour day. Yeah. And you could do that for a lot of the week, for like Monday yeah. to Saturday. Your day off is going to be so, you're not going to want to go out and socialise necessarily. Not that you're going to, everyone's going to do that, but if you were to be that intense with how you uh, perform an audition, mm. you know, if you're lucky enough to have multiple auditions a week and stuff. We definitely did experience that, like us individually, I think. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to to take on and process and you're spinning all these different plates so yeah you've got to make sure that they're all spinning and they're all staying up because if one for you know for example if you miss too much work and then all of a sudden now you you've got a bit of a performance review at work and you've got prospect of being fired that's going to affect the spinning of these other plates yeah you've, you've got to keep everything going and it is doable it absolutely yeah. is otherwise no one would do it if it was impossible but it can take its toll and i think i think as well the first plate to fall is like the oh as a performer is your life slash like you plate that has got nothing to do with performing i think you get sucked up into the hamster ball your of, mental well-being yeah is what you're saying, yeah you? you get sucked up into the hamster ball of auditioning and going to classes and going to work and making enough money and it, it's like you go round and round and round and round and you forget to do the stuff that makes you happy anyway like of course I'm not saying that your your job doesn't, but you you need to have like you need to go, be able to go up for friends, or if you like to go on long walks, you need to have time to go on a long walk. If you like to watch dance mums, <laughs> that's what I like to do. But if you like to watch <laughs> dance mums, you need to make sure you've got time for that stuff as well. And I think that tends to be the first thing to go, which in turn is when you start to your mental health starts to decline. It's when you start to compare yourself more. It's when you start to your your happiness declines because you you're not spinning the all the plates that you could be. You're not you're not giving enough to your yeah. well being, which is a, a very important part of any 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 life. But I um, guess I feel like that's what we're taught as performers that your whole life is your performing art, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not not in such a term anyway. I yeah yeah, it's um, your job, you know. It's, it makes you happy and it can be such a big part of your life, but you're still a person and a human before you were that, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway. Uh, I think the other thing on that is, though, you know, you don't have to do all that, but the less you... So you cut down on your work front of house, if that's what you're doing, mm. you're then going to struggle to go out and be social if that's what you're trying to... Ch- spin more of that play or... And I definitely do think that was, if not the... One of the biggest, the biggest thing we felt in London is that we were we were juggling, we were spinning the 
we need to make enough money, but we really want to go and enjoy life and mm. we really want to do yeah. these things, but we also really want to, we should be doing class and we should be, you know, like it was, we're getting pulled in all these directions. It's like you just said, you don't have time to necessarily think about, Yeah. what do I actually want to do? Mm. <laughs> anyway, well, that just carries on. Oh, sorry, you got sorry to I was just going to say that that goes nicely into our other podcast about are your dreams really yours so yes go listen to that if you haven't already absolutely give that one a listen anyway so which I mean the point so the point about life balance and everything goes into it being busy that was our next point that we have written down Mm. it is everything's busy London is a busy busy city Zara mentioned it briefly earlier you've got to uh, sort of learn how to walk like a Londoner (laughs) um (laughs) You've got to make sure you know which side of the escalator to stand on when you're getting on and off the tube. Do you know what's funny, though? It's by, it, like, give it a few months and you become a Londoner. Like, you suddenly start to get annoyed <laughs> at the people who are walking too slow or the people that are standing on the wrong side of the escalator. Yeah, we're both guilty of that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you get, you get, yeah. It's like, you you know where you're going and that's where you're going and you don't stop in the middle. No, uh, you, you just, yeah. <laughs> however, I think that's a little bit sad when you think about it, like, London is actually there's a lot of history and beauty in London, and if you stop and look up at some of these buildings, like rather than just head down and go where you're going, oh, you can 100%. see some amazing things, you know. Um, so, yeah, London's busy. Be prepared for that. It can be if you enjoy the busyness, then that's great. If not, well, just take it into perspective and do your best. Mm-hmm. Uh, area safety is on final point of cons now. I think this is relevant wherever you are. You know, it's not just a thing that's um, significant to London mm, if you're in any city, town, village. But I think it's very um, apparent in London. Like this, this. Um... There's definitely certain areas that are not as safe as others. You can be walking in one area, turn a corner, and it's like, wow, this this looks a bit different. Um, and you've got to remember, especially if you're working like front of house or something you're going to be getting home late and i'll speak as a female you want to make sure that you can get yourself home safely you know Mm. i think that that is obviously a big area of importance you want to make sure wherever you are you're safe you're secure you're okay you feel comfortable yeah or that will be such a bearing on everything else feeling comfortable um you know it's not necessarily as easy as you think to get a taxi in london it's not even necessarily if that's what you want to do it might not even be the safest option you just don't know one time we all tell the story about Harry having a tantrum because he couldn't get an Uber I think having a tantrum was a bit bit tame way of putting it to be honest he was very cross he wouldn't even sit with me on the bus because he couldn't get an Uber (laughs) not the biggest fan of of Ubers Um, but it's because London's so busy like it's it's so hard to do like things that you don't even think about you know I could really go on to this Uber thing, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah. We've got well connected written down here, which is in the middle, so that's a bit confusing. Is that good or bad? Or is that just another... I think I... I, I think... meant to be here. I don't know. It's well, well connected. Our next point is that London is well connected, as we've briefly mentioned with the tube and the transport system yeah. and everything. But I think what is actually meant by that is that London is well connected to a lot. You can travel internationally on the train from London. You can you get yeah, a flight I think, in an hour over to Ireland or whatever, you know? I think why it's here is my point was you don't need to be in London to do your auditions or your workshops and whatever 
because it's so well connected to everywhere. Like, Absolutely. like I say, I came from Edinburgh. I have friends who came from Aberdeen. Like it's. I went from and, the Midlands. You can go from the northeast. You can yeah. go from Manchester, from Liverpool. Literally anywhere. Like, but you Cardiff. can get the Eurostar from Paris if you want. Like, you, you literally can. There's so much you can do, um, and I think again, I, I spoke about getting a night bus, but you don't have to do that. You can get trains. I did that because it was the cheapest option, um, and I, I just, I think I put that down as like a consider your options sort of point. You know. Yeah, it's a two way thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a good thing. I think it um it just depends what you want. Yeah. It? it depends what you want, what's right for you. And at the end of the day, I think if as long as you're doing what's right for you, everything else will fall into place in a much better way. A hundred percent. If you're forcing it's a that saying, isn't it? A square peg in a round hole. A hundred percent, yeah. It's it's you know, not gonna work. I think my feeling towards all of this is that I just don't want people to think that they have to. If you do not think moving to London's right for you, or you've done it and you're like, I'm not happy here, I want to go somewhere else, I want to do something else, you don't have to be there. You don't have to. There, you can 100%, you know, like, this is another thing, is you can move down, do your first edition and get a job and be on a cruise for 10 months, you know, like... That's very true, yeah. You, go on a tour or something. You or... never know what's going to happen. And the only thing you can ever do is trust your gut and what you feel like is right for you. So if that's moving to London, if you're excited by the idea of that, great, go do it. Go see if you like it. And even if you don't like it, you can always leave. You don't have to stay. And likewise, if you're like, no, I'm actually, I'm really happy at home or I'm really happy somewhere else. And I could, I'm happy to travel in like once a week or whatever. Then do that. That's also fine. There's no no one's better or worse for choosing one or the other. Absolutely. It's my feeling towards it all. I I agree. Okay, I, I feel like we should finish it off by saying, each Harry, what is your advice for someone who is moving to London? Um, my I'd absolutely say go do it, go do it, um, and. Just be open and to everything, but be prepared. Mm. Be prepared. Do your research. I think is a good thing. Talk to people who are already there. You're bound to. I mean, this London's so full of people. You're probably going to know 100%. someone somewhere, or someone else you know, or know someone there. And like, if you don't know anyone, message us. We can help. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. And we know people there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely know people there. What about you? Uh, yeah, I say do your homework. Trust your gut. Um, things like hustle homes or like there's a lot of check Facebook groups and stuff for if you're looking for houses to move um, I'd say moving with a deposit well yeah a room deposit to book down as well as a couple months rent is ideal like you want to make sure you you go with a bit of money behind you yeah that's probably um, a good idea especially because you have to look for a job and stuff once you get down there um, but yeah just trust your gut is is my trust your gut trust yourself trust your ability you can do whatever you want to do so if you want to be in London go for it yeah and I think go to London and focus on yourself as well like just you're there for yourself you're not there for anyone else you're not there to prove anything you're there to just live life and do whatever that is enjoy it means for you enjoy the experience 100% enjoy it yeah Anything else you want to say? Anything else that we've not said from our notes? Um, I 
Don't. Like we mentioned on that. No, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think that's probably long enough. Yeah. I'm sure definitely. you can probably gauge how we are current stage in life feel about London. <laughs> but it's all about the individual. That's, yeah. that's the main the main point is that, I think. Hundred percent. Anyway, cool. thanks for listening to us. Yeah. Ramble come, on about that. Come back and listen to our next one. Whatever that may be. <laughs> at some point in the future. Um but yeah, thanks for listening. Of course, and any questions just drop us a message or an email and we will respond. We will. The email is info at portsacademy.co.uk. So just drop any questions or yeah. suggestions, anything you like, just pop it in there. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook. And yeah. We love you. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Cheerio! Bye.